0: Just a voice alone would break your heart. But he always did the uh, exultate on Holy Saturday night. He would always allow the junior priest in the house to be the celebrant. Okay. Um, and then came a time when we had we had a member of the choir who was going to be leaving the parish, and she asked him if she could have the opportunity to sing it, um, which she did, and she was terrible at it. <laughs> okay. And then the following year, we had a Lutheran pastor uh, who was in the process of becoming Catholic, didn't want to take the final steps until his mother died. Um, but I figured Lutherans—they're great on singing. Okay, and he bombed it as well. So I went to Monsignor Doherty and they said, OK, I, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to take the time to learn it. Um, and so it became easier when obviously when I was a deacon that I had already done it half a dozen times. But it takes it takes a half a dozen times of your doing it till you get comfortable with it. Okay? Then they changed the translation and that's a different ballgame. Um, Got to start all over again. obviously, yes, it is quite beautiful Uh, people getting close to joining us Uh, Anthony I see you you are uh, you've got your roses (laughs) and your garland.
1: Doug, did you have a link? Um, I think you said you were gonna. Did you ever send out the, the link or the
2: the exalted that you were listening to? Yes, I did, but I'll do it again, Steve. Absolutely. Yep. What is Why not you, Steve George? I, I think
1: I think you. Um, I think I do have it. I just.
2: I could send it again. I, I keep it on my phone. When I'm in my car, sometimes, and I'm feeling down, I just play that for. I played a long version. And it's sung by someone professionally because the, the video I found um, is someone who's teaching people to sing it. So it's
0: done very well. <laughs> it, Doug, that, that's in fact, what I did was that I played it. I had it on a cassette tape and stuck it in the car going home every night. So then mm. every night I listened to it and, okay, long before I picked up the music to then do with the tape and follow along because uh, I don't sight read music I mean I can kind of right. when it goes up when it goes down kind of thing uh, but that's a good good way to do it
2: yeah it's pretty complex it's uh, definitely going to take practice <clears throat> but there's a there's a necessary rhythm to it obviously and those people who you said did not do well I bet it's the rhythm that really threw them off
0: I think, I don't, th- I, th- I really think you got to take the time, you know, uh, like they may, they may have known music, but you have to make it yours. I mean, you almost need to study the text and see how the pieces relate to one another. Um, if you're going to sing it with meaning, it's a, it's like the same thing with with you folk who are about to be installed as lectors, as readers. In church. You know the difference from your own hearing of the person who just gets up there and mouths the words some person who gets up and mouths the words and they are at least distinct and they can be heard and then there's the person who has i'm gonna say grappled with the text okay and isn't just following the sight lines but understands you know even with St. Paul, once you've gotten comfortable with St. Paul and you know that he does run-on sentences, okay, you know that, how to interpret the change in the middle of the sentence, okay, your voice needs to color the words okay, without becoming overly dramatic because it's not a, it's not a um, dramatic presentation. Okay. Everybody getting excited for next week?
2: <laughs> yeah. Any any idea? I mean, we can bring our wives, right? Obviously, uh,
0: I, I can tell you that I I was copied on an email from Frank to Bishop Massa, and I I think it's it's a little bit more than just your wife, but certainly your wife. Uh, okay. Uh, but he hasn't gotten a reply back from the bishop to my knowledge, so I don't want to say what it was that he was proposing. Okay.
3: Okay. Is so there going to be any type of reception or anything after? Uh, unknown, George. Okay.
4: Yeah. I you know, different union. Of his pay grade. Which is <laughs> <laughs> well, supposed to be dressed in a suit, correct? Yes. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, you go, Peter. You go into
0: mass,
3: right. and you got to bring your
0: Bible. Right.
3: Yep. Uh, and and got to bring that one with the posted notes.
4: Yeah, the, he's yeah, he's nice. bringing it. Steve's bringing it. I don't know if I'm
3: it.
1: You know, I, I I might not have been clear about that. I have several Bibles, but that Bible has been through the wars with me. Like, you know, there's been there was many nights after class. I would go to the library to do my papers and you know many the library I believe closes at ten o'clock and they would actually let me lock up the library. I'd leave to at midnight, one o'clock. You know, so that
4: that's why I'd like I, I, to read the Bible. I that Bibles earned it then, Steve. <laughs> you know, so I mean I could it speaks but, for itself. So do
0: you listen, deserves to be there, Steven. Yeah.
1: So the, I actually after our um day of recollection I called Ed Benvenna and I was talking on the phone and I was telling him about the Bible and he said Steve the one I went up with had electrical tape on the binder to keep it together he goes bring it up so I guess I will my wife might not let me though <laughs> du- duct tape works works better, nice. Steve. what's that? duct tape works better
4: and what time are we supposed to show up?
1: I think 6.
3: 6. 6.30, right? Stand by yeah. for the next email.
4: You yeah, We go. haven't gotten an email about it yet. Nope. You'll
3: get one. Oh. Probably going to be 6. There's probably going to be some sort of a dress rehearsal type thing before it.
4: Not and this is starting at 7, right?
3: Yes.
0: shall we pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen okay have folks gotten number 10 yes yes sorry that it came out too so late but i almost didn't want you spending too much time reading did did <laughs> did anybody get a chance to look at the youtube video for the welcoming of the relics of Saint Nicholas to Moscow, no, I, okay, that way, okay, do try to find time for that one. Okay, there have to be. I'm am guesstimating now. There had to be like a hundred deacons, each of them swinging their censers. Okay, um, and so when you feel that you are have the spotlight on you and you're a little embarrassed about it. Okay. In other words, that think of it, if you were an Eastern right deacon, in other words, that you would be, the sensor needs to be almost an extension of your arm. Uh, if you are at all into Eastern icons, how do you recognize a Bishop? He is, usually wearing something that looks like a benedict the 16th pallium okay which we would call something like the stole and he is usually holding a book of the gospels how do you recognize the icon of a deacon because more often than not the deacon is carrying a censer okay so in, in um, frank tells us and i haven't seen this in print anywhere that uh, that sometimes in the eastern church okay a deacon will be buried with his thurible. okay i mean that is how much that instrument is a part of okay that eastern style of worship okay and specifically not only to the deacon but more often than not by the deacon so it's kind of important uh and so i really would maybe the thing that i would most want to emphasize to you is that thing from how do you get to carnegie hall practice 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 if you are not comfortable with the thoroughbred okay It's almost a thing that you can't hide, right? So get comfortable with it. You know, find not staying in the library until one o'clock in the morning, Stephen, right? But maybe finding some time when there's nobody else around the church, okay, where that you just take that, the kind of sensor that is used in your parish and become extremely comfortable with it. Okay, opening it and closing it and we'll talk more about in words of how to incense different types of things so far so good so first item for a future deacon the thurible is important it's your instrument secondly uh, practice because it's going to be noticed and you really want to look smooth on this if it is going to be something that is uplifting to the congregation and not something that embarrasses them. The third thing I'd want to point out is it's going to be different in each one of your parishes. The the church that I most often serve at is really the, I'm going to call it the basement of the school. And so we don't have a high Gothic ceiling. So when, when we do use incense, okay, it was used and then it was brought in back into the sacristy because the buildup of the smoke, okay without, okay? without that big tall ceiling either had, as we would often happen, Okay, a good number of the congregation start coughing <coughs> and you start hearing that all over the place or plan B that sometimes as once happened Okay, I think it might have been a holy Saturday where one of the servers okay, okay, vomited all over the rug in front of the altar Okay, because okay, and some people are just allergic to smoke uh, you know that you know, nowadays, you know, when, in the old days, when you went into Macy's, they, they didn't really ask you. They just spritzed something in your face. Okay? But nowadays, after some kind of lawsuits, thanks, Doug, okay, that that they, they now spritz on a little piece of cardboard and invite you to you know, put your nasal passages on that. Okay? Uh, the point that I'm making is that uh, there are people who... Right? I don't know what things got added to our food chain, okay, but the reality is that there are a lot more allergies out there. So, and then we might also add in, in this time of pandemic, okay, pretty basically, as you noticed uh, at the cathedral on Saturday, and will be at your installation next week, there's no incense, okay, we're kind of laying off, okay, anything to do with uh, spreading droplets. Okay. Everybody with me on that? Okay. But the day will come Okay, when we will have incense back again. Um, so those were the preliminary kind of remarks. In that first paragraph, that first box, I really should say, you can George, Sure, go ahead, Bob Good question. Does that mean right now, at funerals, they don't use incense? Correct. Okay. All right. um, I'm, I, I think that's going to vary from place to place because really, most of the time, we're only. My understanding from Father Ernest is he's advising incense only at the offertory in a non pandemic year for funerals. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it is going to vary from parish to parish whether or not they're using any incense during the pandemic time. And is that dependent on the actual pastor of that parish himself? Uh, that or the celebrant. Right. Okay. Because I, I, know, I know some priests coming, you know, guests, priests that used to be in the parish and so they were invited back frequently okay, and some just don't use any incense at all. Okay, have I answered the question Yep. Uh, So the word incense itself comes from a Latin word that means to burn. Okay, so whether we talk incense is the the gum of certain trees, and the censer, the word censer and the word thurible are pretty basically interchangeable. That word boat, the one that we have in our parish, in fact, is something round to hold the incense. But some of the older parishes, you'll see that it it has an oval shape to it, okay? And and that was why it was called, a, the Latin word for it is little boat because it was had that oval shape. Yeah. Um, The other one for entertainment value in that second box down, the Bota Fumero, and I may not be, it's probably a Spanish word. Lucas, do you want to pronounce that for me? Bota Fumero? It's in the third paragraph in the second box. Second to last line. It's muted.
2: Botafumeiro. Oh.
0: Botafumeiro? Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Anyway, that particular one, if you've never seen it, okay, it's almost worth watching and worth it. It's certainly great as Catholic trivia, okay? But the size of it is this big, okay and there are about a half a dozen men because okay, it's suspended from the ceiling, okay? So they, and it goes the whole length of the nave and I think all of the people who have been on pilgrimage, okay? The way. Probably haven't had showers in a couple of weeks, okay? It was a way of fumigating the air, okay? But it's, it's certainly worth, uh, worth watching and, I think that Pope Benedict's expression of wow, okay, while well, he's watching this go on, is kind of priceless, so
4: something worth doing. All right, but let's talk it, about- Is it a Deacon George? Sure. Isn't that the one they used in the movie, The Way? Correct. Yes. Yep, St. James. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal.
0: Okay. Uh, but, no, but the incense goes onto that thing with a shovel and not a spoon okay so we're coming out to talk about the variety of thuribles okay okay this one which is the one that is on the far right okay in your notes okay this one could open for cleaning okay it's damn dangerous okay because there is no base on this okay and there is no if I'm gonna call it a knob on the top that wouldn't get heated so this kind of a thurible, the top does not get lifted but instead the celebrant has to aim for one of these four holes am I clear When a previous pastor would be instructing an acolyte on how to use this, he made the kid repeat the rule like five or six times. Never, ever put your hand on the bottom. Okay? Because this whole bloody thing is hotter than blazers, especially if you've got multiple charcoals in there. Everybody with me on that? Okay? So... Then what do you do, what I would sometimes do, because you do want to have it not be twisting around while he's trying to put incense into it. So I would sometimes use the ring at the top of the chain as a way of just holding it in place, okay, so that he had a non-moving target to put the incense into, okay, clear? This type offers the advantage of that. That bottom is probably not, not going to be as hot, okay. but you give a much a much larger t- target for the priest. He doesn't have to get it into one of those small openings. Everybody clear on, on that much? Okay. The third type that you see, which is the one on your left, is one of the kinds that they have now at Dunwoody and the cathedral uses that it looks like a big ball if you look if you're looking at the picture everybody see where I am and look in I'm going to say the bottom to the immediate left of the chain you see that there is just that little bit of a handle okay so that handle lifts up and half of the ball slides into the other half so he has he has if you will a larger place in order to put the incense into okay that one i happen to like okay Um, that handle doesn't heat up as much It gives a big, and it also has a nice base on it, and words for making it not moving around. The disadvantage I have found with this is that I wish the handle that I'm making reference to next to the chain was a little bit heavier because I find that when you start incensing something, depending on how you're holding it, sometimes the top slides back okay it doesn't stay down I wish there was a little bit of a heavier weight to hold it closed am I making sense there okay so what I'd like to do now is to okay I'm going to stand up okay and let's take this bit by bit okay there at the bottom of the page everybody see where we are okay so a thoroughfare and a boat bearer and I'm going to talk about doing this. This would be exactly the same at the beginning of Mass, okay, after they've arrived at the altar. And it is the exact same thing at the offertory. So okay. If there is a boat bearer, can you hear me by the way? Okay. If there is a boat bearer,
4: okay,
0: he's got the boat. He is on my left. Okay. So as I approach the celebrant, I'm gonna be in front of him. He's turned sideways, the altar is here. I transfer this to my left. Okay, now the boat bearer opens it up and hands it to the celebrant with the spoon facing him. The boat bearer being on my left side is therefore, that the celebrant who is more likely right-handed, therefore doesn't have far to go to impose incense. Is this making sense? Okay. I wait. Okay. So the spoon goes back. Okay the boat bearer now has the boat okay. the celebrant makes is supposed to make a silent so no words used okay. makes a silent sign of the cross over the incense when he's done with that and now i'm taking in my right hand and putting this in his okay, left hand and I've got this like this, so this goes to his right hand. Everybody see me on Because when he gets it, he's going to turn to the altar okay, and begin to the cross, and depending on what part of the mass we're at. Is that making sense to folk? Okay. Now, part B is if there is. If there is no boat bearer, then I come with both things. I hand the boat completely to the celebrant. He takes it, and now I go. Clear? And I step back. this one, I came up like this, and see that I'm holding it about, okay, about his elbow height, okay, so he's not, he's not bending over to do it, he's not trying to get in, okay, so we're back to, again, using common sense to try to, what's the best procedure, Okay. Now, is there anything that's there, written there, that does not make sense? Why don't you take a moment to read it and see if it says in print what I just said in words. Anything that looks pr- looks very appetizing. Is that what pineapple juice and vodka? <laughs> no, that's
5: uh we call it mori It's uh milk and, and orange juice, uh-huh. some van- And some vanilla extract, and some uh um some sugar, not not too sweet. a confession on Saturday? And I do agree um, on everything you have said and, uh, and demonstrated. Uh, this Sunday for um, All Saint's Day, uh, we used uh, incense, and I was, uh, um, which I had auto server, auto two auto servers beside me, and I was directing them. And um, but Father um, Elder is way; he works differently than uh, than the the Redemptorists that were there. So. My altar servers—they already trained with the, uh, you know, the same procedure that the redemptors had. Um, so one of the things that you did uh, spoke about uh, last week regarding when uh, when, a pre- when uh, the bishop is sitting down and he's the one that's putting the, uh, the incense into the uh, terrible. Um The same thing happened this Sunday. Um, that uh, Father Elder was calling us to go to him because he wanted to put the incense sitting down. I said, so that refreshed my mind. I said, but he's not a bishop, you know? So, but even though we went to him and, you know, he did whatever he had to do, you know, I kept my mouth shut. And then from there we proceed to, you know, for the, uh, with the incense. So, you know, it went pretty well. And then the second mass, which I performed, is the same thing, exactly what you had said, when there's no other other solver but you, then you had to have the the turbo plus the, uh, the the boat with you in both hands
0: good I, I, what what does that thing the athletes do is that they they visualize it okay and be before the game starts okay in words it if you can see yourself doing it okay and then actually do it several times so that you are comfortable with how your hands go and what the weight of it is etc cetera, etc cetera. making sense
4: yeah okay. the term for that is psycho cybernetics
0: that's the one thank you appreciate
3: that anthony okay, okay. then i will need a lot of psycho cybernetics. <laughs> <laughs> we all do
0: huh? <laughs> just
3: yeah. i can not hit anybody you. on the head with it
0: it gets easier with the repetition, okay? You're doing things that have not been part of your mindset. Okay, you know, Anthony, you more than likely, you never walked around town, okay, with the great big stick with a curve on the top, okay? But you could crev- <laughs> No, you're no, not- I get arrested. pretty it. damn fast though, right? Yeah, right. Okay, in other words, you know, it's, it's not usual because you're moving into a different type of an environment okay and these things will become second nature to you okay but you can't be afraid of them okay all right the other point i wanted to make is a uh, question can you, sure go ahead Stephen. Can you, just, can you just go over again when you would you take the thoroughfare
1: and you handing it to the Bishop or the deacon, let's say the deacon, you
0: know. Let's let's say
1: a a priest celebrant Okay. Okay. You put it in, you you carrying it in your right hand, you place it in his right hand, correct?
0: No, wait, I came up. I came up with it in my right hand. Right. Okay. I switch over because I'm going to use my switch to open it. I'm raising this some and I'm also using it as a fulcrum. And now I step in a little forward. That makes sense.
1: Yes, but when he's going to sense the altar and
0: send. Now we're finishing. He's blessed it. Close it, I move it to my right hand
1: mm-hmm. so that my right hand with the ring
0: is going to his left hand. Gotcha, okay. Okay, and he's taking this from my left hand because if I were doing the incensing, even though I'm a lefty, I use my right hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Okay? Yeah. Now what I have not included in there, okay? When I was just talking pretty basically I was talking about at the beginning of mass, okay? And at the oratory that I approach him at the center, okay? and i'm standing pretty close to the my right hand is and i could put my hand down on the altar and the boat bearer is on my left okay which will make it easier so he's not going a big distance to drop incense on the on the floor okay do you see the logic of that okay sake of discussion okay uh let us say that there is a deacon is a deacon okay which i didn't talk about here and there is no boat bearer so i come forward i give the boat to the deacon okay he then becomes the boat bearer okay i open it up he brings it close okay everybody with me on that and even when I say bring it close, in words, he's bringing the boat close to the bowl of the theraball. But also that that the celebrant, in words, I'm I'm not so much I'm not getting in his inner space, but he shouldn't have to be reaching way over. In other words, I need to be close to him. You follow what I'm trying to get across there? Okay. That the thurible itself, okay, needs to be. No more than, if you will, a uh, elbow length
4: away. Peter. So, therefore, if you're both doing doing the incense, your censor with the boat, and there's no deacon, you give the boat to the celebrant. No, you hold hold the boat, Right. open the boat. But if there's a deacon there, the deacon should be standing next to the celebrant i would give the boat to the, the deacon it, it's, that's going
0: to be you're going to have to play that by ear okay if if there is somebody who has got the job of being a boat bearer okay then i think most deacons would let the boat bearer have a job to do
4: but i'm saying if there's no boat bearer, like like you said there's only if there's no boat bearer okay then you hand it to the deacon If there
0: is no boat bearer and no deacon, you hand it to the celebrant. But you get rid of the boat before you try messing around with the therable. Okay. Making sense on that? Okay. Even what I just said, if we're back to no boat bearer and celebrant only, that if I have closed it, I move it to my right hand, now I get... The boat back, so I am just presenting this straight up and down okay, I'm not allowing it as a two handed handoff because my other hand
4: is busy. Right. Okay, do you ever see the logic of it? And the incense is, is done in the beginning of the mass. The uh it's done at the gospel too, correct? Okay, but the imposition of
0: incense is done at the chair. Okay, and as, as Danny pointed out, um, unless you're a bishop, okay, that it is done standing up, okay? Now, more often than not, okay, in New York, Bishop Walsh will stand to impose the incense, okay? More often than not, the eminence will stand to impose the incense, that he won't do it sitting down. Okay, that makes sense? Huh? I did happen to catch, and this is just a piece of trivia, we're back to redemptorists again, Danny, Okay, that Cardinal Tobin up in Hartford for the beatification of Father McGivney, okay, he imposed the incense three times, <laughs> and he didn't bless it. That's the thing that you need to watch. If you see that he's starting to turn, okay, then you're just going to close it, okay? Am I making sense on that? Okay, you don't tell the celebrant, uh, I'm not closing this until you bless it, right? Okay. Okay, everybody with me on that much? Okay, so what I have not talked about, okay? I'm questioning the wisdom of talking about it at all. But if you really want to be proficient and if your parish has a four chain terrible, those can look really impressive and they can also make a gigantic mess unless you really become comfortable with them. Clear? so the four chain type okay we don't even have one of those in our parish right now okay it has a disc at the top and there is the ring at the top of the disc there are four chains hanging down from the disc okay three of them are going to the base I'm sorry, should say uh, going to the you know, the base of the thurible, okay and the fourth chain has its own ring at that and it's there's a hole in the disc and that fourth chain is is attached to the lid of the thurible. is that mental picture clear to you guys if you maybe if you turn to page three of the wikipedia notes page three at the bottom of the page there is an eastern right thurible how do I know it's eastern right the bells the bells okay we don't use the bells okay at least most of us don't eh? and now you see how that there are three chains that are attached to the bowl and what's a little bit more difficult to see is that there is a fourth chain so when you come in other words you're holding the disc okay up high and with your other hand you are taking the ring and you are lifting that through the disc and that's opening up the lid of the therable. Okay. Then when it's time to close, you just letting it descend. Okay. Grab that. And now there's usually another piece in the middle of the chains. Okay. Which kind of holds them together. You move that closer towards the top of the lid, okay, and then you're handing it to the celebrant. Okay, I suggest that, if at all possible, okay, you avoid a four-chain thurible until you get really, really comfortable with with it. But let's take a look at the safety things that I have on that back page. Only practice will give you the necessary comfort level. The bottom of the thurible may become hot enough to burn you severely, even though those words burn you severely aren't written there. Okay. Uh, A number of you got to meet the Father King, who is the master of ceremonies at the cathedral. And Father King will, after the imposition, when when the cardinal has finished incensing the gifts at the offertory, he now hands the thurible back to the deacon. Father King will usually be with you there, okay, to tug your elbow so that you move back a step or two so that when you are incensing the cardinal, Okay? That you are not hitting him in the head, okay? That may sound like that could never have happened and someday you'll probably meet the deacon who in fact did clock the eminence with the therable. I don't be- want to do that.
4: Yes, Peter. I, I was just saying he's doing oh. even though he hit him in the head, huh? Okay, yep. Okay. Uh, Deacon George? Yep, go ahead. I just make a quick um, comment, not that I have a lot of experience with this, but we only have the four-chain thurible at our parish. And um, it's just really important before you use that, make sure you untangle the chains before you use it. Because if you don't, and it's lit, and the incense is in it, it's going to topple over and spill out all over the altar. Yeah. Not a good look. Okay.
0: They're, they're, they're kind of they are kind of dangerous um, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot that can go wrong with them they can easily get tangled um, that's why you really almost need to do a lot of practice with them um, but if that's the only one you have then start working on it
4: Anthony yeah I'm good now
0: <laughs> okay but, but when you first started Okay. It was probably difficult, correct? Oh yeah. Okay. But it, with so many things, you're going to learn from your mistakes. Okay. Ordination will not keep you from making a fool of yourself. <laughs> day will have, okay, it's going to come. All right? I was a guest in a different parish. I knocked over a whole cruet of wine on the altar. Okay. Okay. Very embarrassing okay so i think that are we done with that sheet front and back everybody's comfortable on that okay deacon who prepares the charcoal and the incense before mass is that the sacristan it's going to vary from place to place if the sacristan doesn't then it's the thurifer's responsibility okay okay so I want to go now to Father McNamara's notes. Oh, wait, wait, before we do that, right? Uh, we were on page three. Okay. And we were at the bottom of the page and you saw the Byzantine terrible go up to the top of that page. Page three of the Wikipedia notes top of the page it says ambrosian right okay ambrosian right is that it's one of the latin rites, but the right as practiced in the cathedral of milan okay so they have their own right there and he makes reference to something okay which those of you who were raised as altar boys probably tried to do at least once in your naivete, uh, but I would not advise doing it in a sacristy. If you're ever gonna try it, make sure you are out of doors. And that is doing a whole 360, okay? In the Latin rite, if you will, the Roman rite, we don't do 360s. Everybody with me when I'm talking about? Okay. How many did it as a kid? I. <laughs> uh, thank you, George, for your honesty.
3: Okay. I'd our prior sacristan. She used to, I'm sorry. God bless our prior, our sacristan. She used to. We used to drive her crazy. Okay
0: kind of fun to do, right? But again, it's that one of those things that once you start doing it, you can't hesitate. He who hesitates is lost. I mean, if you're gonna do it, you gotta go full hog or otherwise you've got a mess. But continuing, let's go to Father McNamara's notes. Okay, so that the start of this is incensing, Everybody see where I am? Okay. So he has included in this quoting entirely from the germ. Okay. So what's new under the Vatican II changes? See in paragraph 276. So that would be really probably the third or fourth paragraph down do you see the paragraph that begins 276 what's the change in there incense may be used if desired in any form of mass so previous to vatican ii the shorthand that we used to use was a solemn Well, we really had four we had a pontifical mass, okay, which was a bishop presiding. Okay. We had a solemn high mass where there was a celebrant, a deacon, and a subdeacon. Do any of you have memories of that at least? No? Nobody has memories of a solemn high mass? Okay, wow. Okay, got him old and it was in some ways playtime in other words that the uh, midnight mass was often in the old days a solemn high mass which meant in the days before concelebration that it was a another priest who exercised the role of a deacon and it was another priest who exercised the role of a subdeacon okay and we definitely used incense during a pontifical mass and during a solemn high mass okay. we then had a missa cantata a sung mass okay. and the sun mass was uh, the uh, the gloria would be sung the creed would be sung the celebrant would sing the preface and then we had a low, what we called a low mass, and the low mass, okay, Well, there was no singing during it by the celebrant. And under the previous set of rubrics, the low mass was not allowed to use incense. Now, if it's mass and if it is appropriate, you can use incense anytime you want, okay? Better, anytime that the celebrant wants. So far, so good on that. Okay, so when would you use it in our Roman rite? It's used during, and again, you don't have to use all of these. It could be used during the entrance procession. It could be used at the beginning of the mass to greet the cross and the altar. It could be used at the gospel procession. It could be used over the gifts and it could be used at the consecration. So that there are five different times that incense might be used, and it could be all of them. Comprende?
4: Sorry, so, could you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry.
0: Okay, so it's a paragraph 276, Anthony, and I'm just reading off points from A to E. Entrance procession, the beginning of mass, gospel procession over the gifts and I should say gifts cross an altar and then uh, at the showing of the host and the chalice at the consecration okay thank you okay now what I talked about before was really points B and D Everybody with me on that? Okay. A is done in the sacristy, or if you are at Dunwoody, you've probably seen them do that okay, in the, the bishop or whoever the celebrant is, if they're using incense. Okay. They do that really by the entranceway, okay, so that when we're just about ready to begin the procession, the therifer and boat bearer go up to the celebrant and present it to him just as they would have done at the altar. Does that make sense? Okay. For the gospel procession, the imposition is done at the chair. Okay. Him standing at the chair, Danny, <laughs> right? is what the rubrics say, but we're not going to get into any fistfights for the showing of the host, the celebrant doesn't do any imposition. The Celebrant is busy with the Eucharistic prayer. And so it may be that the thurifer and the boat bearer have been in the sacristy, and one of them might impose more incense if it were needed or else or they're going on if it's still smoking on what's left from the offertory which was not that far in advance or previously am I making sense on that one okay now before and I'm in paragraph 277 okay that's the part about not saying anything there used to be a blessing okay. uh, you know, a spoken blessing it's abolished and before and after an incensation, a profound bow is made to the person or object, except the altar
4: and the offerings at the
0: offertory. So what are we talking about here? I've handed this to Father. Okay. He's gone around, he has incensed the gifts, he then incenses the the cross, incenses the gifts, has gone around the altar, if that's possible in your place. He comes back and now hands it to you. Everybody see where he is at the center of the altar? Okay. I'm at the I'm gonna say at the edge of the altar. Okay. And now I bow, the profound bow that it says there in the, right? and the celebrant gets the three doubles. So this is a ductus. By profound bow before and after the incensation. Okay. In a parish, so I would, the, the deacon would be doing that. If there's no deacon, the thoroughfare is doing that. Okay. In an ordinary parish, okay, where there are no bishops or other clergy around, the thoroughfare, or if there is a deacon, the deacon then goes over to where the people are, and the people get incensed. And again, it starts with, so I, I come. That gives the congregation time to stand up, and the people also get three doubles. With me on that? Okay. For the computer, you have a question.
4: Oh,
0: uh, George, you have a question. When you're
3: incensing the people, do you do the incensation straight ahead, or do you do it like center, right, left?
0: And the center, left, right. Okay. Same kind of thing, that's why that's a good question, George. I am now uh, of the thoroughfare. I have led the gospel procession. Okay. I step out of the way so that the deacon can get to the ambo. Okay. The deacon greets the people. The deacon announces which gospel it's from. And now I hand this to the deacon. And the deacon then incenses the gospel book. And the gospel book also gets three doubles. Okay. How do you get, the way that I do it, okay, is that I, my thumb on one side, and I'm using my fingers as the way of, you see what I mean, how I'm getting the swing? Okay, so my hand is bringing it up. That's, theoretically, that's the ductus, the leading. Okay, This is an ictus. Okay. So the three doubles gives you there on that list. The so Deacon. Peter.
4: But when do we do the incense to the celebrant after... Which, when, when he has come back from going around the altar. Yeah, but when, when he does that, when he does is the cross in the uh, altar. That's, okay. that's what? That's C. No, that's B. Right? That would be B. At the beginning of mass. Okay. Well, where are you? Are you on page one? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. Well, you have the five times. Okay. B is at the beginning of mass to incense the cross and the altar. That, that would be when it's done. Yes, because it continues on. Okay, to incense the offerings, the cross, the altar, as well as the priest and the people. Okay, so that's what. So there would be D then in mm-hmm. the door. So he does the people. Right. right. And and so. But if if there's D no. D. If so there's no the deacon. The celebrant has it, right? The celebrant goes around the altar, gives it back to us, or does it give, does, do, we, do we give it to a deacon? In other no, words, that he should, if there is
0: a deacon, he should give it to the deacon. Okay, so it's the deacon's job, okay? The, it's the deacon's job to be the primary purpose person with the thurible. okay okay
4: and then the deacon will give it back
0: to us right and you take it away right because it's the deacon who's doing the priest it's the deacon who is doing the people then he comes back from doing the people and he hands it off to the thurifer. con george yes go ahead raphael when the when the priest give it to the deacon and before the
5: deacon go to the to the people if they are co celebrant, uh, uh, ah, okay. who do it to, to co celebrant
0: so, so, if there are co celebrants, so let's turn the page to. Okay, I'm on page two, Raphael. Uh, page two of Father McNamara's notes. Father McNamara, okay, I have it in here. I couldn't print, my printer is, is
4: now working properly. Okay. Page two, you say? Page two. Page okay. two. Okay, I got it.
0: And now it's almost a th- two thirds of the way down the page. There is a section that is gray highlighted. Okay. Okay. The paragraph begins all those who receive the insensation do so from a standing position. Do you see that part? Mm uh-huh. hmm. Okay, and now here's your answer to your question. Concelebrants are incensed as a body followed by the people. Okay, okay? and here's the, <clears throat> the this is something that I don't always see done this way at the cathedral, our cathedral. Bishops and canons who are attending but not concelebrating are incensed along with the people mm. so it would be celebrant then the deacon does cunt as you're bringing up then he does the people and then he hands it back to the thorough but but with a co-celebrant i i've been
5: seeing different churches that i went to uh, uh, sometimes they, they do individually to to each concelebrant. but sometimes i saw that the they, they, they're giving just one time to, to two or three, if there are three.
0: Okay. The, the celebrant, the cunt celebrants should be incensed as a body. Okay. Okay. And again, that's what's written. Okay. Okay. Got it. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay. George, yeah. your question. As, as a
3: deacon, when the celebrant is incense in doing the incensation of the altar prior to the consecration is the deacon following
0: the celebrant? <laughs> good question okay. uh, was it the custom previously before the paul the sixth missile yes it was okay um but, but remember that there used to be things like, if we're talking about the old Roman chasubles, so not the Gothic ones, but the ones that, if you will, that have, that look like a poncho without any sleeves at all, okay? Those were very often heavily embroidered and sometimes quite heavy, okay? And so, It used to be at the elevation, because he was lifting his arms, there used to be a thing of where altar servers lifted the bottom of his chasuble. We don't do that anymore. Okay? So similarly, even with a Gothic style, if he is going around incensing, okay, think of it as... Think of it if it were occurring during the divine office and he's incensing the altar wearing a cope. Okay? That the deacon might have held the edge of the cope of his right hand so that he was, it didn't get in his way. Okay? It could also be that the pastor was 85 years old in the days before retirement okay. and pretty basically you were walking with him in order to grab an elbow in case he fell down a step okay. so it was a safety kind of thing I think I haven't seen this in writing okay. but I would add on pretty basically with Bishop Walsh At Dunwoody, where he's only going around, there's no steps, okay? He can walk by himself. Are you with me on that? In other words, sometimes there was, you know, somebody walking with him, showing him where to go, okay? If he knows where to go, I don't know that he needs to be accompanied. And I don't, and if you see it here, I don't see where it says that he's accompanied. Am I making sense of what I'm... Yeah, we we have it on the flip side. Our
3: our deacons are (laughs) 85 and unsteady, and the priests are very capable, yet sometimes the deacon
0: decides to escort the deacon needs to know his limits okay so are we talking about andy or are we talking about miguel um more so miguel okay
3: um deacon andy's very seldom deacon andy's just usually on the altar for easter time right now
0: okay um you know i i know him from for years and years and years and years. I uh, he's still very sickly right yes yeah um, and, then, and his wife and his wife right? um, the point is that you know there is discussion among the powers that be right? not on our not on our it's um, the word I'm looking for old age is getting very difficult Uh not on our pay scale, that's what I want, okay. Discussion about having a formal retirement age for deacons in the same way that there is a retirement age for the priests, okay? Uh, And the line there would be, when a priest turns 75, he is eligible for retirement He doesn't have to take it, but what he has to do with starting at 75 is he has to have a note from his doctor saying that he is in good health, okay? So that the 75 is a a convenient spot for an evaluation, okay? One of the points that I like to make, George, and this really applies to everybody, when the day comes and the body is just not as nimble as it used to be, and that day comes for all, excuse me, for all of us, you always have a breviary. You are always a deacon. You are always a prayer in Christ, with Christ, for Christ, for his people. Okay? And so if you can't be marching around the altar without stumbling, if you're stumbling, then you are a distraction to the congregation, right? You need to know when is the time that I've got to step back. We had in our parish, um, I'm going to say that they were the every other week, five o'clock lectors on Saturdays. And I think the entire congregation had their you – know, were waiting for them to collapse because they barely could walk, and they had to get you know, from point A over to the, to the ambo. Okay. If everybody's worried about you falling down, okay,
4: that's not what they should be thinking about. Are you with me on that? is it the deacon also, also has to get a doctor's note at age 75 no, that well the, the, right now there is no mandated
0: retirement age for deacons but that is what's being discussed okay okay and it's not 75 okay okay everybody with me on that so I got a long way to go <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm there already
4: okay
0: so um, right do we, so we got that answer to the, the question now there is and again these are these are the fine tunings this is not going to come up most of the time in most of your parishes but that same one okay, that I was just making reference to before okay Raphael where we've got that paragraph that's highlighted if we take a look at that in those cases it's the last sentence where a bishop presides but does not concelebrate he is incensed after the concelebrants so <laughs> what are they talking about there it may be that cardinal oak Cardinal Dolan celebrated the eight o'clock mass at the cathedral. Okay. But father Jones better father Jones mother okay, has died and it's the funeral mass is at 11 o'clock. The Cardinal wants to honor father Jones and come up for that funeral. Okay. he couldn't make it to the wake okay. and so if a bishop is present okay, he may choose to preside in Cope, Albin and Stoll over the first part of the mass am I making sense please okay so that is a bishop presiding There's another form where there is, in the sight of a bishop, the bishop is just attending the mass, and he's in the sanctuary. He's wearing choir dress, not vestments, okay? And that's the part where they said that he would be incensed along with the people. But if it is the bishop who has presided, it would be celebrant, then concelebrants, Then the bishop who presided over the first part of the mass, then it would be the people. Am I making sense on that? That's very, very rare. Okay. Most of you, I don't think, will ever see that. Okay. Except possibly at a funeral. Okay. Make sense? Okay. Moving on. I'm on page three of Father McNamara's notes. And he is quoting from a Monsignor Peter Elliott, and it's the paragraph number 216. Do folks see where that I am? The grace and skill depends first of all, this is Anthony, your part, on how the chains are held when incensing a person or thing. Work out what is most convenient by practice, what's most convenient for you, okay? Again, the things that I would would suggest that you would want to avoid Okay, would be okay, here's a i've seen this okay. with me you don't really have control over it okay so you want your you want your hand to be closer to the to the lid but be careful because it may be hot there so you want to get to a part where you're fairly close so that you have control. And I'm using my forefingers as the way of... Making sense? Okay, now... Most of the list that we saw earlier, so the altar, the cross, the gifts, the celebrant, the people, they were getting three doubles does anybody understand what i meant by three doubles okay three ductus each ductus has two ictus. you are going to see that there are a lot of people who were never trained in the traditional way and it's almost a thing of that they think that if one is good two must be better and three best of all and therefore they know that they were supposed to do three to the blessed sacraments but isn't he the thrice holy so that they would go that's not how we do it truly in the Roman rite. do you understand what I'm saying it's not three triples it's three doubles and maybe I would like you to think of that as maybe and I'm proposing this it's I've not seen it written anywhere but it's back to them making the sign of the cross where what are the two essential Christian mysteries the trinity and the two natures of Christ so that the three represents the trinity and the the two, the double represents the two natures of Christ okay. That, as a way maybe of helping you remember that okay. and not thinking that because you didn't give it that third slug, okay, that somehow you are being less respectful of the blessed sacrament. How are we doing there? Everybody understanding so far? Okay, Okay. 219. So I'm still on page three, bottom of the page. It's not necessary to have the clicks. Okay, it's the three and the two. Okay. They don't have to make a noise. So if you're not making a noise, it's not like you did it wrong. And when you are incensing the celebrant or when you are incensing the concelebrants or when you are incensing the presiding bishop, okay, or when you are incensing the people, you are bowing before and you are bowing after. Each one of those gets a bow. The altar doesn't get a bow. I'm pretty sure the book of the Gospels doesn't get a bow either. Okay, it just gets a straight. Questions. Okay, moving on. Pages four and five are really him trying to explain, okay, why he uses the terminology of the, the, the double swing okay, and where he gets it from and why he's recommending that it be retained even though the ceremonial of bishops and the germ didn't use the same terminology to describe things. And hopefully he, what he's trying to do here is to clarify. If you understand the three twos, okay, then you're in good shape, okay? Any other questions? You're looking very pensive, Paul. This is just, this is a, you don't have this. This is a chart from the old Roman Missal, the Latin Missal, and the complexity of what used to be done in incensing the gifts. So the gifts used to be incensed first with a three crosses. And then with three circles.
2: We can't see your hands too well, Deacon.
0: There you go. It was very, very elaborate and they got rid of that, okay? In sensing the altar was about 20 different places where you were supposed to, okay? So it's much simplified now. Okay, now it's just a single swings just going around and the count is not important, but you don't have to do that. That would be a celebrant, and the deacons not the celebrant. Any questions? Okay. Did Did we cover too much? Okay. Obviously, this would have been much better, okay, if we were in a classroom and each of you had brought your thurible with you so that we would see the variety and people could try the, the other kinds, okay? Anthony tells us he only has the four chain kind in his parish, but if I can st- strongly recommend practice, 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 okay? Get comfortable with it, okay? again, during this pandemic time, it's not being used anywhere near with the frequency that it was used. Um, But better days are coming. Amen. Amen. I love the smoke of the the essence. I bury myself in it. Okay, so that remember is a question Danny of uh, taste. So my wife does not like it at all okay so this means that they should all know this that if i die first there will be no incense at my funeral okay because she's the survivor if she goes first there will be big clouds of smoke because i like it right but it also depends on the brand okay because they do have very different smells um But that's neither here nor there. Again, the symbolism taken from Psalm 141, as well as the book of Revelation, is that the raising of the smoke is symbolic of the prayer of the people ascending to the altar on high. And it is what a privilege for the deacon, in a sense to be gathering the prayers of the people, and sending them up to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay. Qu- questions on this or any other thing? Okay. Everybody's being patient with the uh, results of the election. Okay. I myself did a, a little bit of uh, checking back in the history books the last election in 1824 where there was no candidate there were four of them running no candidate got a plurality i shouldn't say got a majority of the electoral college okay and since nobody got a majority then the constitution is that it goes to the House of Representatives. So if Biden and Trump get the same number of electoral votes, then the election goes to the House of Representatives. Wouldn't that be interesting? Happened in uh, 1876 as well with uh, Hayes versus mm -hmm. Tilden. Was it there as well? This yeah. was a the one that I was looking at was John Quincy Adams and Andrew Jackson, yeah. and
4: Henry Clay. Uh, yeah. You guys are a lot younger looking than, than you know. I'm sorry, you guys look a lot younger than that. You know,
1: <laughs> there's a lot a lot of bitterness resulted from those two uh, <laughs> elections.
4: But what about uh, the, when uh, Bush Jr. became president? They they wanted a recount in Florida.
0: Right, but it, it didn't go to the House of. It didn't go to the House of Representatives. And the fun thing about it is that they don't vote by the number of representatives. Each state gets one vote. So the president okay, is the one who gets twenty-six delegations. Okay, everybody with me on that? And what's I fascinating.
4: It was the Speaker of the House has a deciding vote. Say again? I thought it was the Speaker of the House that has a deciding vote. No, because each state gets one vote. Okay? <clears throat> okay. So it only
0: needs 26 states. Even though New York has, whatever, maybe 40 some odd delegates? Uh, representatives? They have to agree among themselves. Okay? Because they only get one vote. Right. Okay, not 40. So it is not necessarily, okay, it's, it may be a democratic control house, okay? But there may be more Republican states than there are representatives. But sake of discussion, let us say that the Democrats choose Biden, but then it's the Senate who chooses the vice president. And so you could wind up with (coughs) Biden as president and Pence as the vice president. This could be very interesting, right? Mm, And isn't that the Chinese curse? You live in interesting times. (laughs) Guys, always good to see you. Uh, We'll see each other next week. Paul, do you have a question or are you just waving goodbye? Waving goodbye, Deacon. Thank you.